Uh, hello guys, welcome to the Big Four League podcast. Today we are joined by Chelsea fan Sukrut, Arsenal fan Ankur and Liverpool fan Arunava and myself Ashwin, I am a Liverpool fan too. So today we are going to be talking about, uh, firstly we talk about the transfers in terms of each club if uh, we are happy with the transfers until now and also a little bit about deadline day and what we can expect out of our clubs and overall satisfaction from the window so far and a little bit about what we are hoping for our clubs to achieve by the end of the season. And then we'll close it with the Champions League draw and the Europa League draw reaction uh, in, in regards to who we think are the favourites and who will qualify and predictions regarding the draw. So yeah, firstly we can probably start up with uh, the transfer window and uh, we can start with Arsenal probably. Ankur, maybe you can talk about Arsenal, what you felt was good, what you felt was needing some more improvement and what you hope for by the end of the window. Uh, yeah, thanks Ashwin. Hi everyone. Uh, so when talking about Arsenal, I think I am I am very happy or satisfied with the uh, defensive uh, reinforcements which we had. Uh, Gabriel has been doing uh, well, and uh, Saliba we haven't seen him, but uh, as if, uh, things look like that, he has been training well. There had been a couple of speculations on why didn't he play yesterday. Apparently, he lost his mother. He passed. She passed away, so he had to go back to his hometown. So that is the reason. And uh, midfield, like we all know, I mean, it's it's very obvious that midfield reinforcements is something which we are uh, badly uh, looking at. Uh, today, in the presser, uh, when asked about uh, or uh, Mikel did give some positive feedback that the club is working on transfers and is positive about that. So I am confident that OR might happen somehow in the end. Uh, Torreira is leaving for sure. Uh, today is his uh, medical. Uh, he's going to have his medical at Atletico Madrid on a loan deal. Uh, Kolasinac, uh, still talks are going on uh, between the two clubs uh, regarding that. And uh, yeah, this is uh, honestly, uh, for me personally, I am looking for more exits than uh, new transfers because there are a lot of players on the list which, I mean, sadly or whatever, we are unable to sell. I mean, Kolasinac, then we have uh, Socrates, then we have Gundozi. So, there are a couple of players who are on the list. Nelson is also on apparently the loan list. So, I am hoping and I am expecting that there will be more transfer outs than transfer ins. Transfer ins, I think it will be only OR as of now. All of the sources which we are following or whatever news we are getting from via Twitter and all, it doesn't look likely that uh, OR, apart from OR, we are in a strong position. Parte, maybe, maybe not. Uh, depends on how the entire uh, Torreira transfers materialize. But it as of now, it looks like OR is going to be the only uh, player who is mostly coming in. Uh, yeah, Ankur. Ankur, do you think that if you get OR and maybe even Parte over the line by deadline day. It's a hypothetical situation. Do you think that you will challenge for a top three this season? I think top four is a given. I think you will challenge for a top four anyway. But top three, what do you think? If you get these two down the line. If we get these two down the line, great. And uh, I mean, honestly, Ashwin, it, it, it pains me to say that being an Arsenal fan, I am still a little skeptical that we will be giving good fight to the top four. I know looking at Chelsea and Spurs, they have been performing very poorly. But if we get party and or both, 
uh, the hypothetical situation which are talking about it will be great because that solves our midfield problems we'll have uh, sebayos we have shaka we have or and we have party uh, the other guy i don't even want to mention his name there are a lot of controversies about him i don't even want to talk about him so uh, if we get both of them then then it's great and definitely we'll finish top 4 if we get both of them it, it will be a great great job. What do you expect? Do you think you will finish top for this season if you get over down the line? Let's not talk about Partey. Since you are saying you know over is the chance you have, I think. What do you think? Do you think fourth or do you think you might just miss out? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it will be either fourth or I will just miss out. As of now, because I'm still a little skeptical of the uh, of the right flank. Honestly, uh, we have Hector, but I'm little bit. There are still little questions. I know that it is too early to judge, but uh, I think we might. If we get or then we we might get four or just miss out like by a point or something like that. Because I think Chelsea will come back strong. Sukrut can tell more about it. I think Chelsea will come back strong. So let's see. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you need a right back. Uh, that's what I felt looking at your games. You definitely need a better right back. I, I don't know Bellerin's mentality also. I think after the Liverpool game in the Premier League, I think he said that, yeah, I mean, we are used to losing here or something like that. I mean, not exactly sure. I saw a clip. The no, mentality no, no, no. also. No, the, the, the statement which he meant that uh, we are, the team is growing and team is planning or developing a new idea, a new concept. So, winning and losing is part of it. Let's not uh, get extremely disappointed with one loss because uh, we are really uh, going ahead in something and this is obvious i mean every one of you was seeing that arteta is trying to implement something new in the club so that is what is said it's not about mentality bellerin has been doing well maitland niles recently has been having a couple of good games but uh, i kind of think that yes uh, we if we get a right back that will be good but our priority right now should be uh, uh, strengthening the midfield we can still okay. manage the right back position. With so, Chris, what do you feel? in the odd games and Bellerin most games. Right, right. Sukrut, so, what do you think? Uh, Arsenal's chances? Then we can come to Chelsea probably. Uh, I would want your, you and Arunava's takes on Arsenal and what do you think? How well have they done in the transfer window and you know what do you expect them to do this season? Yeah. Uh, firstly, I think Arteta has done a terrific job. Ever since he came to the club, I think uh, it's very clear what he's trying to do. He basically started showing up uh, at the back first. Uh, you could see some uh, great performances even by the likes of Maitland Niles, for example, which uh, we weren't seeing before Arteta. And also the way he got that Z Zaka into the team was uh, very, very impressive, especially considering uh, what his state was with the Arsenal fans. Uh, before Arteta came to the club. And uh, as far as transfers go, I think Partey is probably more important than OR. But I don't think uh, they'll get Partey over the line in this window. And uh, uh, OR, I think a few clubs uh, should have been after him. Uh, but only Ars uh, it looks like only Arsenal are after him. But... Uh, He's a great signing, as we all saw his uh, display against Juventus in the knockout stages. Uh, as far as going forward and uh, my predictions as to whether they'll get top four, I think it uh, 
mainly depends on uh, how far they go in the europa league also because uh, uh, their depth is not as big as uh, tottenham or even chelsea so getting over will definitely help because they need a runner but the cdm position i think elneny has to step up big time uh, but the idea is clear uh, arteta will eventually get top 4 uh, it may be be too early this season um, and uh, like uh, ankur said chelsea haven't started well but i think once the new signings and once they get back all their players from injury i think they'll start it uh, start hitting the ground running again um yeah that's it i think we come to chelsea after arsenal uh, i think aldama you can give your thoughts on arsenal maybe then i will give my thoughts and then we can move on to chelsea okay i'll first start with arsenal's one because uh, i feel that we all agree right now that uh, arteta has done a brilliant job in terms of organizing a team but what i love most about arteta is that he's has been successful in instilling the discipline and professionalism back into the team something that i have seen them severely lack from last past 3 4 season we have seen they coming to anfield uh, or going to away matches they lack that approach that the discipline that professionalism that one must have to approach in big games or even small games if you like so this is something that i find most most amazing about arteta that he has uh, made people made his player believe that you are playing for arsenal you have to have this proud pride in your heart before putting on the shirt on so this is very important because something you can see in the uh, liverpool match that they were playing with their heart out they were chasing the ball they were not leaving behind any tackles that was terrific performance in terms of that so i'm i'm really really hopeful about arteta's uh, progress and i'm sure that this is just the start because they can as klopp has said that they're they have won if uh, all the domestic cups and they're on on for big time so i have really high hope that they can take this development to next stage and can seriously challenge title in the next few seasons i mean i can say the next season they could be a serial title contender and coming to chelsea as i have told last night to sukrit that uh, what has happened with chelsea is that they have bought too many new players in one single window there is seven new players so it obvious that uh, they don't have the cohesiveness that one that that like uh, city and liverpool have because they are playing with almost same core team for last two three seasons so they know each other they know how they play what to do in specific situations how to react uh, they, they are all trained and drilled something that these players haven't built and also uh, lampard haven't been able to figure out his favorite 11 something he has been toying out for a couple of matches to see if this combination fits which is obviously under- understandable that he is doing it for in part to know that if at all he can trust these players so unless until he figure out his favorite 11 and come up with a stable uh, tactics uh, i'm i'm really not seeing i mean i sure they are they have intimidating attack but until unless you have cohesiveness you are not going to sustain a 90 plus minute game yeah fair enough uh, my thoughts on arsenal would be that i think with the squad he has now i don't think so any manager currently could have done more than arteta uh, with the squad they have i just saw the team against liverpool in the premier league and you know elneny and shaka i think there are two there are two names i, I don't i don't even think that they'll survive in arsenal in fact i thought elneny was not an arsenal player at the start of the season Uh, that's a lot of credit to Arteta. I think he's got a plan now, and they follow the plan for 90 minutes. Even against Liverpool, I think there were moments where 
we kind of outplayed them, but somehow they're finding a way to stay in those games. I think if Lacazette scores, he makes it to all. But I think we also had chances. But I think he has a clear plan. I think there's a certain way that he's going about it. He has confidence in himself as well. But I'm still worried about Stan Kroenke and all that, you know, the board. I'm just really worried that they're not going to back him enough. And in the end, after two, two and a half years or three years, if they don't back him enough, give him what he wants, it may look like Arena has been a failure at the end of the day, even though I think we uh, we should realize that maybe that's not the case. So the board has to back him. I think they have to back him in the next three days to get a center mid. At least one of the two. I think Partey is more important, like Sukrut pointed out. But I think Awar is a very good player. Against City, he was just going past everyone. You know, he's a he's a great player. And prediction-wise, I think Arsenal. I feel if they don't get Awar or Partey, I don't see them making top four. I I see Tottenham and Chelsea ahead of Arsenal at the moment. And the Europa League is also a chance for Arsenal to actually get into the Champions League next season, which I feel Arteta is capable of. Honestly, if you can keep Aubameyang fit, I think he is the, you know, he's central to whatever you're doing. But yeah, I, I would place Arsenal at fifth right now, probably just below uh, Chelsea and Tottenham. But the next three days could prove to be game changers. Uh, we can move on to Chelsea maybe. I think Sukhrat, you can start with Chelsea in terms. Of, Ashwin, Ashwin, yeah. Before you, before you, I mean, before we go into Chelsea, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Tottenham will finish top four, and this is not coming from me being an Arsenal fan. I generally, uh-huh. I think that that team has a lot of issues. The ma- one of the major issue is the manager itself, and apart from that, I, I am, I am very sure that Tottenham is definitely mm-hmm. not going to uh, finish top four. There are a lot of issues. I mean, in a hypothetical situation, I might even give uh, Man United a, a better odds than Tottenham. Tottenham, there are a lot of issues. Ashwin. The midfield is completely off of uh, off the place. The defense looks dicey. There is too much dependence on uh, Kane. Uh, Dale Ali might leave. Apparently, there are rumors going on that uh, Ali might leave to PSG because PSG wants them on loan, but uh, Tottenham wants him to sell. But again, PSG has some FFP issues, so they can't. Uh, sign permanent uh, players. So in that, I I honestly I don't think I mean other other people can add. I don't think Tottenham are even a contender for the top four this season. I personally feel that uh, they rely more on Son than Kane. I think without Son, uh, they're gonna struggle. So it depends a lot on Son as well. I think he's a good player though. Uh, I think he's a very good player. But yeah, I mean I, I'm not saying that they're assured of a top four. But I just feel eventually. I still rate Mourinho as a manager, man. I don't know about others. There are some people who don't like him. I still feel his second season, uh, he'll turn it around. That's what I feel. And I think overall, the signings are fairly good. It may take them also time. Just like how they're getting Chelsea, it'll take time. I think they've signed three, four players. It may take them some time. I'm just placing them ahead of Arsenal just about. I'm not, I, I do understand what you're saying. I think they're definitely not anywhere near the top two or even, you know, I, I don't even think so they'll finish third. I think Chelsea will eventually finish third with the quality they have. But I think Tottenham, Arsenal and United, it's really hard to predict. I'm just not convinced with United's transfer window so far. We'll probably talk about United later. Uh, what is your take on Tottenham, Sukrut and I don't know after what Ankur had to say. I mean, what's your take, guys? Maybe you can start with Sukrut. Yeah, guys, on Tottenham subject, uh, there are a lot of issues about Tottenham. It's not, they have a potent strike force, no doubt. 
and they even got bail back but uh, we can't uh, talk about bail's fitness yet and because he hasn't played for a long time but uh, the mid and the defense are simply not uh, mourinho type players and he's struggling to find those players uh, because of tottenham's budget on uh, in this pandemic and uh, as far as the uh, top 4 uh, hopes go i don't think they'll make it i think uh, we seriously have to start considering uh, everton in this picture as well because ancelotti is an experienced coach he's got the right players we also what an impact uh, ames rodriguez has already had um and uh, calvert lewin is uh, it's still too early but i i, I would say like everton are a well settled squad with a great manager they they will be uh, challenging this time and uh, and they don't have any european distraction as well that's a huge huge uh, plus especially when you're trying to get into the top 4 so yeah i think tottenham won't make it as uh, regarding uh, their uh, chances of finishing above arsenal i'd say it's uh, it's not that great to be honest uh, i think arsenal will uh, eventually uh, finish above them so uh, i'm i'm still hopeful about uh, morino's ability to steer this team away because i believe that tottenham has talent what they don't have is the mentality something i've seen in the documentary too that he is asking his players to be a bastard so that's something i've seen that spurs have been too good too polite in terms of playing football so what morino is trying to instill in his uh, forwards in son too that you have to be bust you have to really shelf is about your game you have to really really grind through the game and for some reason they have been doing it lately yeah i agree with all the panelists that they don't have the they have off off balance midfield and the back they are no morino type players but levy is constantly trying to provide him with the players that he wants we we are hearing that he, they might come up they might they might come a new striker in the team because other players are injured we know their injury list is big so if they can get back all those players from the injury and a few of the transfer that are on the line if they can get it through i can i can see no reason why they can't give a fight to arsenal because the quality wise in terms of planning wise arsenal is way ahead in tottenham but Mourinho can do wonders. I don't see any reason to underestimate him because this is one manager I really, really fear because this man can tactically frustrate you and can snatch away points from you. They have, they have done Mourinho personally done with Liverpool number of times. Whenever we clearly seen him that uh, he would uh, get, uh, he lose the match. But he, we have seen constantly that he knows how to get the best out of the team. So I, I, I really put Tottenham above Arsenal. and i think they have a good chance finishing above arsenal for uh, for number of good reasons okay fair enough i guess uh, we can move on to chelsea sukrut you are from chelsea being a chelsea fan uh, are you happy with the transfer window i think this is not a question i should be asking you <laughs> but yeah we'll just ask you anyway are you happy with the transfer window and do you think declan price comes in the next 3 uh, 4 days and uh, what do you predict in terms of where they're going to finish then we can move on to others yeah about the transfers i think uh, we all knew that chelsea would go ballistic in this window considering they had so much money in the bank and they couldn't spend it uh, in the last few windows it was no surprise that they spent 200 million this time um as far as the signings go i think uh, they're all good signings but uh, the issue is uh, them trying to you know 
start playing together as a team that will take serious amount of time i think so it's not all uh, positive right now but uh, eventually i think uh, all the signings will start uh, going into the next gear and we'll uh, start pushing to the top four more. but um, it's all it all depends on lampard uh, for me okay right um so good do you think declan price happens in the next 3 days and if it does happen do you think that would be a game changer or would that take time in your in your opinion we are desperately in need of a cdm that's for sure uh, declan price like you all know is an english player so getting him uh, is a bit uh, uh, even though chelsea have the money i don't think it will happen this window but uh, we might uh, push in the end based on uh, the outgoings and the amount of money we'll get from the outgoings i think we'll we will try but i am not confident of getting in this window okay uh, moving on ankur what are your thoughts on chelsea man uh, chelsea again uh, what sukrut said i'll uh, more or less agree with it that they they had a money lot of money and they they couldn't spend so it was obvious that chelsea will go mad this transfer window uh, i am still not very exciting or excited looking at their defense i think defense is an issue still thiago silva is not a solution the other uh, kid uh, whom they signed i think he's going off loan and uh, the, but but one thing which i i feel that uh, a lot of i mean a lot of attention is given to kepa's mistakes so that uh, and and kepa gets highlighted but i don't think kepa is the uh, alone to be blamed uh, the defense does look shaky and uh, yeah apart from that uh, top four maybe chelsea would finish this season but next season they will be really good i think they might even give a good fight for the title chelsea next season because the team will be uh, sorted uh, the 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 chemistry will be on i think uh, next season will be great having said that having said that looking at the past history of chelsea and the chelsea management and the chelsea owner based on current performances if lampard loses his job in this season or end of the season or mid season then all of this goes for a toss because lampard is a crucial crucial reason for uh, the chelsea's Uh, success or performances or whatever you call it. and lampard needs time chelsea had been very fickle with the uh, past couple of managers uh, we all know i mean sari maybe ha- he had some internal issues uh, conte they sat too soon and uh, this is chelsea's we know that chelsea they are quick decision makers i don't want i don't think they should do the same with lampard Uh, there had been rumors also going on when chelsea were trailing 3-0 down against west brom that lampard might get the sack till december or lampard might get the sack till january if this happens then then it's it's trouble time for chelsea lampard is very crucial yeah ma hello yeah about yeah. that issue i think uh, uh, the past history is uh, i don't think it has anything uh, to do with this uh, the current situation because i think we all can agree that uh, uh, chelsea's uh, past uh, history regarding uh, you know conte and sari the short term fixes didn't go well so they're definitely looking at a long term option 
but like you said uh, lampard has certain targets to reach and if he doesn't get them maybe he will be let go off but i i don't think he'll be let go off un- unless and uh, we finish out of the top 4 uh, even if we do finish out of the top 4 i think it depends on uh, seeing some clear signs of improvement which uh, we could see last season uh, towards the end i think that has to continue but sadly has gotten way too many players and uh, it it is going uh, going to need a lot of time but eventually i think he might get it right but like you said the defense is the main issue he couldn't strengthen in the defensive areas as he went big in the attacking areas this time but in the next window i'm sure he'll try to you know sort of the defensive problems but for now he needs to find a settled back four i think he has a settled back four but uh, due to the fitness issues they haven't played together yet we'll have to wait and see how they start gelling in once they play a few games and i think also just one i think uh, goalkeeper is still an issue i i don't i don't see mendy as a solution yes kepa has his mistakes uh, but uh, mendy is not a solution i think uh, chelsea needs to look on the uh, goalkeeping as well goalkeeping sector yeah the goalkeeping issue is basically like this we we wanted oblack but uh, lampard wanted oblack but you all know how costly oblack is and uh, considering the money we have already spent in this window it was literally impossible to go after oblack and oblack is looking for a new challenge but mendy is an upgrade on kepa that is for certain i definitely see him uh, being uh, a better goalkeeper than kepa but uh, whether he is a long term solution is still yet to be seen so uh, the goalkeeping issue i think is a major problem we all can agree when uh, when i say that uh, without a goalkeeper we are not winning anything without a good goal. i think lamp i think lampard gets until end of season either this no matter what you know he assigns i think six or seven players that's going to take some time for sure and you know he needs to be given time i think sacking him is not the right way right now as ankur and sukut both pointed out i think he gets time for at least the end of the season knowing abramovich yeah you can never say i think he's a bit of a impulsive owner It's a good honor, but an impulsive honor, and it has worked before. I mean, they had success over the years, but Lampard should be given time. And I feel Mendy is better than Kepa right now. I think Kepa's head is gone. I think even after what happened in the Liverpool game, his head yeah, is gone. Yeah, so that's what that's what I mentioned, right? Kepa's head is gone because he's been highlighted a lot. People blame Kepa for his mistakes, but. the defense is also to be blamed and in this way no the chelsea's defense is safe i mean you will hardly see people questioning chelsea's defenders we being a rival fans we we question more uh, kepa kepa's uh, abilities than defense yes there there were couple of saves which he could have saved but not all of them come on if you if if your defense lets the team to shoot 10 goals at you you will eventually miss one or two Also yeah, the regarding that, that uh, issue, I I don't think it's just the defense. I think the them defending as a team is the issue. And uh, as far as Kepa letting goals in, uh, yes, it's a team problem, and it's uh, sometimes he has been highlighted more than the centre backs. But uh, his save percentage is really very horrible. He wasn't this bad during the Sari season. We had the third most clean sheets with Sari. 
I I think he is, he just lost his way under Lampard and he is struggling to get back uh, whatever form he had before. Also, the fact that uh, in Lampard's team, uh, Lampards allow the opponent to have more shots on the target because they 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 block the wing area and let you sh- shoot from the central air position. So that says a lot that in terms of tactics in Sari, Sari never allowed opponents to shoot from the central areas. They always made sure that you can put in crosses. So in that way, that was a sea change from going Sari to Lampard. because in lampard they block the wing areas so that you don't put a cross in but they leave the central areas where you can shoot and as i agree with ankur that if you put 10 shots in and if you allow somebody to have a clear shot clear connection between ball there are chances that you can concede goal and also the fact that i i don't i never understood that why chelsea went if they have a 200 million war chest why they went for thiago silva he is aged he is uh, i i agree his experience but they could have gone for somebody more younger uh, more who is uh, more willing ole wale yeah 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 no um, regarding the center back target i think we had a center back target uh, that was himenes from atletico madrid but atletico asking for 90 million and with us already prioritizing the attacking areas i don't think it was possible in this window I think Jimenez uh, openly stated that he likes Lampard, and he was a Chelsea fan. I think Jimenez is the one deal which I can see happening in the future, but not in this window. It was literally impossible. Ninety million is just far too much money for us to spend. And uh, as far as us prioritizing the attackers go, I think Werner and Havertz are those attackers who, who if we didn't sign in this window, I don't think we could have ever signed them. So we had to make a choice. and i think we made the right choice we can go and uh, uh, buy the center backs we need in the next window hopefully but for now i think uh, we'll just have to adjust with the ones we have i think it's unfortunate i think it's really unfortunate about kepa you know i think he's a good keeper i can you know see some similarities with loris carriers loris carriers made one error but it was such a high profile error in the champions league final I actually rated rated him as a keeper before that. I think he was really good over the course of the season. I would any day have him over Adrian in goal for second choice. I think Adrian. I'm not convinced. We'll probably come to Liverpool later. I think it's a bit similar to that. There are a lot of incidents which basically highlighted him. I think I agree with Ankur there. I think he's been highlighted a lot. He's made errors. I think his head is gone. I think Mendy. probably is first choice at lampard himself is not convinced by kepa right now and once you get an impression is tough he's not bad though and it's not his fault that he at age of i think 23 or whatever he was when he signed for chelsea at 72 million world's most expensive keeper thanks to cotoa and his entire uh, scenario with real madrid okay predictions for chelsea guys uh, i'm going for chelsea to finish third by the end of the season i feel they are stronger of the lot the chasing pack obviously liverpool city are quite sure shot to come top 2 in whatever order that, that is going to be chelsea top 3 for me third for me what about sukut you what do you think chelsea where they going to finish i think uh, based on the signings i think everyone will say third but i think we'll have a lot of hiccups along the way i think it will be a close call we won't be uh, comfortably finishing third or fourth but i do expect us to finish third or fourth yeah i i do agree i think it's going to be very very tight chelsea arsenal united tottenham 
it's not very easy to prioritize it but eventually with the quality that you guys have and you are in the champions league and even if you get through to the knockouts i don't see you going past the round of 16 or maximum the quarter final so you may have a little more left you have a big squad you've got quality there's no doubting that you've already finished top four last season so you have the experience as well i see you finishing third maybe by just though what about uncle what do you think about chelsea yeah i also think they will uh, they will somehow it will not be easy road but they might uh, finish third the positive yeah. the biggest advantage chelsea has is they have a squad uh, squad depth so the uh, if they are, even if they are part in uh, taking part in multiple competitions i think that is taken care of they have a really good squad depth and i don't see uh, people going out from chelsea as much i don't see any rumors there were a couple of rumors going on with uh, kante and jorginho but i think those things are off barkley is already gone so i think yeah they they will finish uh, third oh as far as jorginho goes we do we did want to sell him because we have high hopes on gilmore who on a positive note lampard said today that he might be available in four weeks time he is a very important player for us because uh, jorginho as much as i like him his physicality is a big issue in this system which we have uh, started to play under lampard i think he is getting exposed very badly especially uh, during the latter stages of the game i don't think jorginho will survive in the chelsea squad as far as kante goes no no i don't think we are uh, ever selling him arunava what about you it's important Okay. It's too important so, uh, for the squad. I don't think we'll be selling him any times. Before coming to prediction, I'll just break one news that Vinicius Junior from Benfica Tottenham is confirmed. So this is one reinforcement they are desperately looking for because the front line is all completely missing due to injuries. So that's a good news. So coming back to prediction, my uh, for me top four will be like either first or second would be City or Liverpool interchanging depending on the performance. the third is for me either tottenham or manchester united fourth is chelsea okay all right so we'll probably talk about uh, liverpool i think there's not much to talk about liverpool but we'll talk about liverpool anyway uh, i i can start probably so yeah, in terms of liverpool yeah i think we should go back uh, to the chelsea topic again because there are so many signings but after you finish the liverpool so uh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we can come back to Chelsea probably after this if you have any further points to make. So good. Okay, uh, regarding Liverpool, I think transfer window until we signed Thiago, I think everyone were not very happy. I myself included. I was really kind of angry that we are not looking to strengthen when we are on when we are on top basically because it's very important that we sustain this team. Klopp has a contract till twenty four, and after that he may look to. become the boss for germany is what i'm hearing but they're not sure so positives definitely thiago and jota both of them look really good thiago obviously i mean we don't need to really discuss much about him he's a world class footballer and he's got the pedigree he's got the mentality he's played the biggest biggest occasions he bought the champions league final so that says a lot very important signing probably adds that world class element to our midfield which was actually lacking in my opinion i think midfield was the only area where i felt we could upgrade and we have done that very important that we signed yota because we needed some backup to the front three who are playing too many games in the last 2 3 years even if one gets injured now i think yota looks a proper player after seeing the 2 3 games of his 
he seems like a good player overall. He's got the legs. He he's good at pressing and our assistant manager, the Blinders, has actually suggested his name over Ismail Asar. Good signings. We needed backup for Robertson and we got it with Costa Simicas. I mean backup and nothing more. Robertson really gets injured anyway. Uh, negatives, I think. My, me personally, I have two areas where I feel we can look at, but we're not going to do that. Obviously, one is cover for centre back. Fabinho did look good against Chelsea. He played a good game, but I still feel he is a naturally, naturally more adapted towards the, you know, CDM role that he plays. I feel we need a cover there. Matip and Gomez are too injury prone. I think if there were players who are not getting really injured much, that would be okay, but. I think Van Dijk is the only player who plays every game. Gomez, Matip are, I won't say made of glass, but at least Matip is definitely made of glass. I'm not happy with his fitness. He keeps getting those muscle issues, and that's not going to end at age 30. We need a CD cover. We may get it. I'm not sure, and I'm really not happy with our second choice goalkeeper. I think Liverpool fans are split regarding him. I am not. I, I'm not a fan of Adrian. I think we need a. We need someone better there. I wish we had carriers and we are not separate to Julian Berlin. He is better than Adrian. Adrian for me needs, an up, uh, needs to be upgraded. In terms of outgoings, quite a lot of outgoings. I think Brewster today confirmed to Sheffield for £23 million with a 15% sell-on and buy back for 3 years. Brilliant deal. Again, Michael Edwards doing what he does. I think that's a brilliant deal. We also sold Dejan Lovrenth. Uh, who Sukrut feels as a Liverpool legend. <laughs> but yeah, I think we sold him for 11 million and that was again good business. I think Lovren wanted to start and here he would be fourth choice. So we're also looking at Wilson, Harry Wilson, maybe stepping out. Shakiri is definitely moving. Yesterday we did not start him against Arsenal because of transfer interest from clubs in Serie A as well. I think overall great business. Considering our squad can't be improved much, I still want a centre back by the end of the window. I don't think so. We want to get one. Prediction-wise, I think Liverpool, I'm not being biased here, but I think overall, unless Ruben Diaz at City becomes a baller, you know, something like Laporte when he was in, when he was really fit, now Laporte has issues. I think we'll win the title. Unless, of course, Van Dijk or Mane probably get injured. I think we'll win the title. It may be closer this time though. I think City will be a little closer, but looking at how they were against Leicester, that defense has to. I think Guardiola has to change it. It's not just about the players. I don't rate Mendy as a player. Guardiola has to change it, or he needs to somehow hope that Ruben Diaz is going to make the impact that they're hoping he does. If Ruben Diaz is a baller and he's a really good player, I think, yeah, City can win the title. But unlikely, I would think that we'll make it 20 titles this year. And in terms of Champions League, yeah, we may go again deep into the tournament. This is the strongest Liverpool that it's been for, you know, probably 20 years now. Since the last time we won the title before this. So, yeah, I think we'll finish top. I'm okay with the transfer window. Yeah, I don't know, what do you think? You can add, add a few points there maybe, since you're a Liverpool fan as well. Yeah, in terms of incoming, I agree with you that I hoped for a CB cover because we, we are left only three top top uh, first team uh, CB. So I really hope that we got uh, we will get a CB. 
but i understand why klopp is reluctant because he is not going for somebody who will be our fourth choice but he is looking at more long term future so he is looking for somebody who will be young and also be cheap so that he could be bought in and in next one or two years when matty or gomez will move on i i think matty will move on so that he can immediately slot back to three or top three or top two choices so in terms of that uh, klopp is holding his horses and i'm sure uh the noises are around anfield is that ben white is our long term future or uh that leipzig upoman uh, upoman new i think that's what his name is so this is one player that we are looking at so so klopp is looking at the bigger picture in terms of uh uh in outgoings i am i'm really looking that we should trim our squad a little bit more because we klopp always been used to playing around with 25 players so right now we have more than 25 players so i think we need little bit of trimming like selling sakiri would be absolutely necessary and also wilson because i i don't see him any future in our club because he is not the kind of player the club wants he is great moving forward but in terms of defensive capabilities he is a liability we have seen that in arsenal match yesterday that i don't read wilson at all man i just don't read that that guy exactly Sorry yesterday say. yesterday if you have seen the match then in terms of transition he was pathetic in terms of covering the area and supporting other teammates in terms of covering the left wing right wing he was he, he lost the match he, he never knew what to do and i understand he is not the kind of player that liverpool he would fit in liverpool so in terms of outgoing i really see that we need to trim a little bit and i am really excited about jota more than i am interested about thiago because thiago is already winner he has nothing more to win but in terms of jota i am really excited because i i don't remember in last couple of season if we had a uh, two footed players in our team so klopp bought in because he understood that that would give a really nice dynamics to our team because he can shoot both on left and right foot so that actually squeezed the balance to our side because earlier we had more left right footed player than left footed player now we have one forward player who can shoot from both foot so that's a big big advantage because in crucial moments where you have little mid space and you just need somebody short to catch a shot that that's where he comes look at the goal that Jota scored in arsenal i don't remember if somebody uh, from uh, somebody else than Jota would have scored this goal because sala is for last couple of seasons seen last two seasons seen that he's not really good with shots so in terms of point blank shots zota is one player who can really come in and score crucial goal and uh, uh, in terms of prediction i'm i'm really hoping that if not uh, winning the title we can stay in the second place and really going hard for champions league because is one trophy that i'm really looking that klopp is kind of manager who is perfectly suited for champions matches for two uh, two leg matches he can really his tactics are so suited that he can always uh, take points or can progress to two uh, two legs so i'm really looking forward to champions league because uh, I, i don't know how long klopp will stay but i think he will stay a little bit longer with us so given the fact that we, it's a good time we stat pad our champions league trophy count because we have a uh, good chance with champions league under club more than i'll see titles there's one key point i want to make here before i move on to the other two you know there's one key factor in the champions league which yesterday was a little bit of a positive news that they want to start allowing fans group stages i think we will qualify but I, what i'm saying is when it comes to the knockouts club is someone who relies on the home leg we have been quite poor away from home sometimes i've seen, many times in fact 
I think if fans are back inside Anfield for the knockout stages, I would say yes, we have a very good chance. If there are no fans, I would worry about our Champions League. Not about the league. I think league will manage without fans because everyone are mm-hmm. anyway more or less. I think a lot of teams are in transition. I think league we should win it this year. Champions League it depends on the fans if they're brought into the stadium or not. Knowing how Klopp wants them to play. Uh, Sukhut, your take on Liverpool? Yeah. I think we all can agree that uh, ever since Klopp has been in the club, he's uh, more or less got every window spot on. And this window has not been any different. I think uh, regarding Jota, he he was a backup option because uh, Klopp really wanted Werner. uh, Mainly because of Werner's finishing and how fastly he would have uh, gelled into this Liverpool side compared to Chelsea side. But... uh, for uh, many reasons, he couldn't get that over the line. Uh, regarding Thiago, I think uh, he's one of those signings who doesn't need much time to you know, start kicking in a straight. Uh, and like you saw the Chelsea game where uh, he completely bossed the midfield. Even though Chelsea were one-man shot, he did everything about right. And you can see him uh, having a huge impact. But there is an issue with Thiago now. Uh, because uh, we all know Thiago and Fabinho both like to play in that uh, register type role. But uh, Fabinho is a bit more uh, aggressive. But uh, that is a problem for Klopp. But I think he can easily figure it out. I can definitely see Fabinho even playing as a centre mid or even Thiago. So I don't think it's uh, it's a problem which won't take much time to solve. So the left back option was obviously much very much needed. Um, even the right-back uh, option is also needed, but I don't think Klopp found a right target. Or maybe he fancies a academy product to come through. Uh, Centre-back, uh, right position, I, I don't trust anyone other than Matip. I think Gomez um, is a good centre-back, but he is uh, not consistent enough. And like we all know, it just takes one mistake uh, to get knocked out of Champions League. Uh, so Gomez will have to be on on his game every single time when it comes to Champions League. As far as predictions go, I I don't see City coming anywhere near Liverpool. Liverpool are definitely going to win it this time. Champions League, there's a lot of factors, like I said. Injuries and uh, maybe a, miss, a few mistakes. And uh, maybe Liverpool might have that luck, which they had it years back in that Barcelona game. And as far as fans, fans getting in the stadium, uh, 30% are already allowed. But um, I don't see more than uh, 40 or 50% capacity being allowed inside the stadiums anytime soon, even in the next round. But being professionals, I don't think that will affect this Liverpool side much because they're all very good pros, they're all winners. I think I don't think that will be any issue. And Champions League, they're definitely my second favourites, if not first, along with uh, Atletico and Bayern. Coming back to the right-back option, as Shukrit said, that I agree that is one place that you really need enforcement because uh, last couple of minutes, we have, last couple of weeks, we have seen that the Twitter is divided among Nico Williams and he has been battered badly on social media. He blacked out from the Twitter. I understand that the, uh, we, we should reserve our criticism to a certain extent that it should not hurt people. 
but i i under uh, but i i must say that nico when it comes to nico williams going forward he doesn't offer much except that la- last night that one cross that he bought in for which uh, the head was given and uh, uh, minamino st- struck the bar i i never seen much of his going forward defensively he's good he's good he makes good tackles he he knows how to disrupt the play but long term future in succeeding trent alexander arnold i i he's not even near that so i think i believe i still believe that edwards and klopp is looking at backup options in in right back and let's see about costas also i'm i'm really excited about costas because he is one player last season who had the most accurate crosses so that's something i'm looking forward to that he can be really really a big weapon for us in champions league matches or oh, maybe even klopp thinking about uh, of uh, uh, you know fabino and uh, gomez even being a right back option as well fabino fabino is a, he played right back in monaco so he has that pedigree in terms of playing right back so he can also play right back uh, but i don't think he'll be suited in this liverpool side as a right back but gomez is the one uh, i think he has used before and i think he will use again if needed if he doesn't trust nico williams but there's another issue with that right back uh, area is that trent uh, is a is a kind of player who you simply can't replace to be honest i think uh, him going forward is easily one of the best uh, right backs in the world if not the best i think carvajal is overall the best right back in the world but uh, we all saw in the last few years what trent's impact is going forward uh um, um regarding uh, the other right back options like i said it's a bit of a worry if trend gets injured that is yeah fair enough points guys uh, ankur do you want to talk about liverpool yeah i just i'll i'll keep i'll try to keep it short first of all uh, there's a very famous saying that uh, the last laugh so liverpool definitely had a last laugh i mean throughout the transfer window uh we did not hear about liverpool transfer plan they were only warner warner moved to chelsea then we are thinking that what is wrong with liverpool why are they not signing players even a couple of liverpool fans whom i know they were also like i don't know that what what we are going to do in this market but the two signings which they did were absolutely on point uh thiago and jota and uh, probably they have a leverage that they are the uh, current champions of england and uh, the, Yeah, they just recently won the Champions League. The uh, Thiago deal, I don't know how did they convince uh, Bayern Munich to do that crazy deal of paying only some five million or ten million upfront. And uh, Brewster again, that that shows the uh, good business or the good personnel who are involved in the business. Brewster for twenty five millions, twenty uh, five million. I I just can't believe it. I don't know how did they convince uh, Sheffield to. buy him buy him for 25 million because i haven't seen brewster much i don't know how that happened and apart from that yes i will agree to most of you guys that the uh, center back cover and right back cover could have been something which liverpool uh, should have looked into and in terms of uh, finishing i feel that liverpool might finish second and i think the ruben diaz transfer and once aguero comes back in city after his injury i think guardiola will uh, nick it this time and liverpool will finish second all right fair enough we can just uh, probably close it with some brief thoughts on united i think we have already 
spent close to an hour. So we'll probably make one more podcast regarding the Champions League and the group draw. So we can talk a little bit about United because we don't have a United fan on show, but whatever uh, we can talk about. So we can start with Sukhut. What do you think about United and everything about them? Um, firstly, about United is the sporting director issue, which I think uh, even the Sevilla sporting director, Monkey pointed out that it's really very shocking that a club of United stature have still not got a sporting director. And it, it has been hurting them for uh, ever since Fergie left. And it's going to keep hurting them you know, for the foreseeable future as well, unless and until they get a good sporting director in. And regarding the transfers, I think Van der Beek was uh, surprising and a very good deal, no doubt. But I think he has a big issue when it comes to fitting him in with Bruno and with Pogba. I think that's a bit of a headache for uh, Solskjaer now. For me personally, Van der Beek can play the CAM role. But I don't think uh, he'll get that anytime soon with Bruno. Uh, as far as their hopes in the next three days, I don't see the Sancho deal happening because it's far too late now. Even if they want to pay the money which Dortmund want now, I think it's too late because uh, it's not only about uh, their issue. I think even Dortmund needs some time to find a replacement for Sancho with that money. I think it's too late for that as well. So I don't see Dortmund uh, bulging to their needs now. Uh, yeah. There's definitely an uh, issue with the centre-back options. Like we all know, like even Rio Ferdinand pointed out, he's very, very frustrated with the two centre-backs pairing. They have hopes on the Bailey, but I haven't seen anything good with Bailey yet. Maybe it's because he's been injured for so long. But as far as I have seen from Bailey, whenever he has played, I don't think... Uh, is going to be any major upgrade or anything. Uh, and the midfield options, they're very, very reliant on Matic. And uh, their hopes mainly depend on him being for in form. And uh, regarding the prediction for them finishing top four, uh, I don't see it happening this season. And the Champions League predictions, it's going to be very tough. But uh, it is uh, manageable if uh, Ole gets it right. I can definitely see them finishing second if Ole gets it right. I know we we are very uh, it's a very easy prediction for some people saying Leipzig and uh, PSG will go through, but it mainly depends on uh, how Ole gets his team. He has the team to get past that group because Leipzig uh, will be missing Werner's pace this season. I don't think uh, you can replace Werner's pace because a lot of their attack, the way they move the ball behind and try to open spaces for Werner. Was a, lot, a lot of their attacking play depended on Werner. But uh, let's see how Leipzig uh, managed without Werner in the first few Bundesliga games. The, the first game, uh, they did struggle a bit in uh, the attacking front. But I do uh, uh, think to Nagelsmann will eventually get it right. But Champions League group is, uh, uh, is, it is the group of death. I can definitely see one major team going out. But I definitely don't see Manu finishing the top four this Yeah, fair enough. My my thoughts on United, I'll keep it brief, is that I genuinely believe Donny Van Der Beek is a good signing. I've seen him at Ajax and he's a good signing, but I think rightly pointed out by Sukrut, I'm not sure how he's going to fit him and Bruno in one team when they have to start Martial and Rashford and Greenwood when fit. That is one thing. I think they're very top-heavy. 
what I mean by top heavy, heavy is if Matic gets injured, they don't have anyone to deputize there. They're over reliant on Matic. They need a real good left back. I've seen Brandon Williams playing there and he's a disaster. They need a left back. I'm not sure if Alex Tayers is done or I think almost done. That would be a good signing again. They have an issue with the goalkeeping situation as well. De Gea hasn't been good for a while now. Let's be honest, he's been making too many errors. It's not fair to keep Dean on the bench if this continues. So, we'll have, I think he's got a lot of challenges as a manager with a lot of situations. Harry Maguire is the captain of that football club and I genuinely don't rate him. I don't think he's, he's good enough to be captain for that club. So, that is another situation. How do you bring down a captain? Even if he's going to replace him with a better player, you can't just say that, you know, one day you're a captain and next day you're going to be sitting on the bench. That is one more thing. Uh, Lindelof is again someone. I, I think that centre-back pairing is not good enough. The left-back, there's an issue at left-back. There's an issue at centre in the defensive mid. Matic is 32 or 33. They're too reliant on him. They can't be like that. So, there, there are a lot of issues in that club and the window definitely hasn't gone how it's supposed to go. I think definitely Ole wanted Sancho as his first signing. And looks like they pissed off Dortmund there by giving something which is unappropriate. Because I heard Dortmund wanted 120 million euros and United started with 60 or 65. Which is which is a little bit like the Suarez situation with Arsenal offering 40 million and 1 pound. I think the club, probably Dortmund, it, they're a huge club, they're in the Champions League. Probably they were kind of pissed off by that and... It looks like, I think Michael Zock spoke today also that he's not going to be sold. We'll have to see what happens. If they get Sancho, if they get Sancho, I think definitely top four is a possibility. But without Sancho, with the issues they have and with Ole having to sort out so many issues, I don't see them making top four. I see them maybe coming fifth or sixth even. And even last year, they just finished top four. They finished, I think, one or two points ahead of Leicester in fifth place. So, we should not get carried away saying that they finished third last season. This season, I think Chelsea have strengthened, Arsenal look better, Tottenham, for me, also have strengthened better than United. So, United out of the top four for me, and I agree with Sukrut, I think Leipzig, even, I, I do like Leipzig, but we'll have to see if Nagelsmann has that experience in the Champions League. He showed it last year with beating Atletico and all that, but United-Leipzig might be tight. I would say that it can go either way. Depends on the last three days as well. That's my predictions for United. Ankur, maybe you can talk about United. Yeah, hi. I think uh, it is pretty obvious that United are having clearly issues uh, with uh, not having someone in the footballing di football director role. Uh, I am not... I mean, it's obvious that... Uh, United hasn't been successful in their transfer window. Uh, I am not very excited with uh, Van de Beek, whom uh, they signed. Uh, I don't uh, think that he'll get much chances. United rate uh, Bruno very high. I don't rate him as a player as that high. He's okay, but he's definitely not some great signing or something like that. He, uh, we all know he influences decisions with his uh, dives and whatnot. And the, the one point which I uh, wanted to talk about, which Ashwin mentioned that uh, the whole point of Harry Maguire being captain. I don't get an idea of a new player joining the club and directly uh, being handed uh, the captain's armband. Although I know that uh, on football, the captain's role is not, not that much in comparison to the other sports. But still, if you are joining a big club like United or a big club like Chelsea, 
in the very first season i don't think so any player deserves the captain's armband uh, it happened with maguire and uh, the game against west brom it happened with thiago silva as well so again there is something definitely wrong that harry maguire is being given the armband uh, the defense looks off uh, lindelof is not good enough uh, luke shaw is injured most of the times uh then uh, yeah there are a lot of issues but having said that their attacks attack pairing is something i like i i rate anthony marshall very much i think marshall will have a very uh, crucial role in united's performances and rashford is also good bruno is okay uh, and we know that that is something which will happen and has been happening united getting favors from the referees and what not so taking all into consideration i think united will give a good fight uh, to us uh, for the fourth spot and uh, yeah whoever does better or excels will eventually get the fourth, or fourth spot is what i feel yeah arunava go ahead about united oh uh, as i said the last last night that i am really 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 happy about how ole has set up his team up in the recent times because now we know that they have a clear plan how they want to progress the ball from the pack what how they want to transit from defense to attack or attack to defense so it will be a little bit uh, odd but i will say that ole has really overachieved with the team's ability uh, as as you told all guys that it's it's obvious that he's not really satisfied with the transfer because he wanted his kind of players and if you watch today's presser he was clearly frustrated that he he said that i have made my mind and i told what i wanted from the board they know what i want to do so it's clearly frustrated that the board hasn't backed up with the sufficient funds and the player acquisition that he need and in terms of sancho transfer ashwin uh, actually they wanted to do a liverpool kind of deal where they wanted to give a structured money in terms of like 5 or 10 years so the upfront money was very very less so they want to structure the 100 million in 5 year or 10 years time and they has to add 20 million bonuses something that dortmund didn't like because this is that would be too much uh, they will too, too much rely on the installments and on my prediction i'm still very hopeful that they will finish in top 3 because i'm really i can't stop raving about mason greenwood he's a are you really hopeful are you hopeful or i mean just trying to understand no no i don't think so hopeful <laughs> no no i i'm i'm confident that he, they will finish in top 4 and maybe uh-huh. in, as i said then top 3 maybe because i'm I, i really can't stop raving about mason greenwood because he's a player to really watch out in this premier league you think he'll finish top 3 man i mean do you actually think that Yeah, I, I think that. I, 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 if not three, then surely oh. finish in fourth position because uh, Ole is really a good manager. I mean, people can mock him, but he has done lot of good things at the team in terms of setting it up and utilizing the young talents that are coming up from the Manchester United academy. Uh, look at Gre- mm. Mason Greenwood. I can't stop raving about that player. This is a really good player, really talented player who's coming up to the ranks. The way he moves, the way he creates, and Anthony Martial, he's a fox in the box. You know how to make the best of a use in opportunities. So I, I, I am really confident they will finish in top four, for sure. Okay, all right. Uh, does anyone want to add anything else before we close the show? Yeah, about uh, no, no, nothing uh, from my end. Sukrat, do you have something? I just wanted to add that I agree with Arunava uh, when he says Greenwood is a great player, but I don't agree with Ole being an important factor in bringing up Greenwood. I think any manager. Would have seen the talent in Greenwood, and would have played him, and he would have still been successful. In you can argue in ways that uh, 
actually ole might have limited uh, him in certain areas where i i i don't think he's a traditional winger even though he's trying to uh, copy the liverpool attacking uh, trio i think greenwood will eventually move in uh, centrally uh, when he gets uh, physically even more stronger but uh, i have to agree that uh, greenwood is one of those players who will be very very good in the future and on united's topic uh, again uh, i definitely don't see them uh, finishing uh, anywhere near the top 4 unless and until they magically find a, a good center back pairing maybe not in this window or uh, maybe even in the next window we'll have to wait and see but i think uh, the midfield is far too open and having known matic because he was in chelsea he did win three titles in chelsea maybe not three but he was he did get a medal three maybe he did get three medals i know matic and matic is not one of those players who will perform throughout the season he, even in his united career is one of those players who chooses his half he might be good in the first half or might be good in the second half for united sake this season especially he has to play full season full uh, in full form because i don't trust fred uh, being able to replace him when he's out fred is one of those players who will give the ball away and with already pogba and bruno in the middle who take enough risks i don't think uh, fred is the right option they'll have to find uh, another cdm if that's the case but uh, as far as their attacking options go i'll have to agree it, it is a very uh, exciting lineup but uh, there is a reason why ole wants sancho so badly i don't think rashford is one of those players who is a regular who has to be a regular starter he is a good player off the bench he has done well but i don't think ole would be looking at sancho if rashford was that good greenwood is one of those players who will come who will become a great player in the future no doubt martial as you said uh, he is one of those players who is fitting in very very well in that false nine and who will keep on improving but uh, you don't need an attacking uh, just an attacking front three to finish in the top four there is a lot of issues regarding united in the back in the left back area even in the goalkeeping area even in the right back area bisaka is very good one on one on one but his positional awareness and um, when he gets the ball in the attacking third he hasn't provided anything them finishing in the top four mainly depends on the other teams just like last season for example if chelsea do stutter more than usual then we are expecting but i don't see that happening this season i think chelsea will have more points than they did last season even tottenham will have and arsenal definitely will have more points than they did last season and we keep forgetting everton everton is one of those teams who as long as their front players are fit they will definitely challenge for top for this but uh, when comes to everton i believe that they like hamid rodriguez he say i i do i i rate him but i don't believe he's a consistent player because I, as the second season will kick in after the december after i think january comes in uh, i believe that uh, james hames will lose his sign and uh, I, i i rely on ancelotti's experience but i still believe that they still lack the quality in some areas to challenge top 4 they they, they are suitable for europa league but uh, they they will take time another one window to if to get a proper players to really fight for the top 4 and get into title challenges 
but yeah yeah it's not only the hamnes rodriguez situation i think he has uh, definitely strengthened the pivot area with mm-hmm. alan and dokore i think that's the more exciting part of the transfer window for uh, i know hamnes is the big name uh in the transfer window for everton but i think calvert lewin who i had high hopes on even before this uh, uh this uh, this season i always knew he had that poacher's ability and he's making the most out of hamnes and uh, all even they always had uh, attacking full backs digne and uh, coleman we all know how good they are and the pivot is the one which is uh, very exciting for everton for me i think as long as they all stay fit allen is a season campaigner dokore i think all the big clubs were after him at some point then i think because of watford's uh, downfall i think even uh, his name uh, went down the drain in uh, in the transfer window but for the uh, ancelotti i think ancelotti did um, get a great value in money by often mm-hmm. uh, they definitely will challenge top 4 uh, for me uh, but like you said it also depends on the next window as well i think they'll still look to strengthen but knowing everton in the last 5 years uh, they are no strangers to spending money has spent over 500 million i think the owners committed i think they will still look to improve in the next window as well and then start to make that final push and then uh, yeah, everton is think... them being not not being in europe is a main main plus i think teams like chelsea yeah, I... if uh, if they get to the next stage of the champions league and uh, even united if even if they dropped the europa league or in the champions league and arsenal i'm definitely sure that they'll go into the latter stages this time Tottenham, even they will. So that's a huge factor. I think Everton will be well rested, and they will keep pushing the other teams. So it's uh, it's not going to be easy for the the uh, the traditional top six this time. Yeah, I think fair enough, guys. Uh, so I think we'll close the podcast. I think it was great having all of you on the podcast. I thank each and every one of you being part of it. A lot of insightful. Uh, conversations today. Probably in next podcast we can discuss about the Champions League draw. We didn't have time for that. Uh, we can also maybe discuss more about one club. You know. Also, we can review the weekend's fixtures. That would be probably the agenda for the next podcast. So thanks a lot, and it was awesome speaking to all of you. Until next time, then. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ashwin. It was great having. Uh, to talk with you guys and hopefully we'll do a couple of episodes soon yeah thank you ashwin for uh, making this happen because it was really awesome to talking all the li- all the different kind of fans and getting their perspective let's do it more often yeah guys it was really nice but i think we still have to go in depth about chelsea's i don't i think we ran out of time this this episode but we can do it another time and we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, probably we can pick one club and just talk about one club. One yes, episode. I think there's a lot to talk, and yeah, there's a lot to talk, even with single clubs. I think we can pick. I think I think we can pick a big game next time and talk about those two clubs. We can do that. So yeah, until next time, then thanks a lot, guys. I'm gonna be ending the podcast now. Have a great night.